0: Kenneth O'Pell Sunwing, Chapter Eight Episode eight Jungle A large silverwing dove past Shade careening headlong for the sun, for the seething flames. Shinooky glanced at Shade in confusion. Furrowed in his face, and faltered for a moment, but continuing on his course. With that, with the last of his strength, Shade caught up to him. Just as they were going to enter the plumes of smoke, he sank his teeth deep in the Snook's tail. Hey, Snook! flipped around sharply. What are you doing stopping you? But I I've gotta you gotta you'll explode if look down there. We land and we explode. We're carrying fire. For the first time in Chinook Chinook seemed to notice the flames and the thunderous explosions. A section of buildings walls shared away at the avalanche ground shade looked around at the sky he could see no other bats they have all flung themselves onto the building to their deaths come on let's get out let's get away from here yeah chinook said dazed. we'll land somewhere else no shit Said Shane, frustration, we can't. If that metal disc hits anything hard, it explodes. We'll have to land sometime, said the other bat. But how? What? could they land on that wouldn't trigger the explosive? Something soft, so soft, water, better leaves, some... That would be soft enough. He didn't want to even risk it. Gilly, he looked at Marina. Wish Marina were here. She'd have ideas to at least tell him which one of his was the least stupid. There were lot much. There wasn't much time. weighed down by the metal disc. He had to struggle to keep losing height. We've got to get them off, he said. How? Bite them off. He was thinking furiously. Okay, say I'm gonna go underneath you and bite it off right now, and you'll have to carry my weight for a bit. Snow looked down doubtfully. I'll fall too fast. Find a thermal, try to circle around it, said Shade. I shouldn't be too hard to find one, he thought. But it was so hot here, he felt his wings be- billow warmly and locked in. Here, here, right here, fell it just like, don't lose it. Till it it'll help us keep up. I am I'm flying underneath to grab the hold ready. He didn't even know if this would work or would landing on Chinook trigger his own explosive. Could it had been banging against the container walls against his own body as he fell from the plane. It must need something harder like stone or metal or a good crack. Maybe he just needed to be helpful. He swung out from Chinook and then from came in from an angle, and as if to roost, he could see Chinook raise himself. Furl your wings, he shouted. Chinook pulled his wings tight. Then, sp- in a sp- then that split second, Shade bark, baked, um, break, and with all claws grabbed hold, trying to avoid knocking against the metal disk. dangling from Chinook's stomach. He flattened himself against Chinook's right flank and ducked his wings and snapped it over him. Nobody blew up. They so slowed. Chinook, walking crazily, As he tried to balance himself thought, Sinook's fur through Chinook's fur Shay could feel his chest muscles strain. How did you get so heavy? said Shai, he grunted. You used to be nice and small. With but you're big and strong, Chinook said Shane encouragingly, shouldn't be a problem for you. They, they were falling rapidly. He knew he didn't have much time. At least the stud in his ear had finally stopped singing. He sh- shifted down to Shunuk's stomach, craning his neck, the chin to hold the neck, He tested it with his teeth, grinding it with his incisors. It showed no signs of fraying. He'll never get through it in time, he said. The metal loop sawn into Snook's belly. I'm going to have to rip the whole thing. What? The stitches? I'll rip them out, you sure? I don't waste... He didn't waste time on his as he sunk his teeth in Chinook's skin, trying to hook out the careful loops of human thread. He gave one, gave one, then another. He could taste the saltiness of Chinook's blood, the pain stinging through his tense muscles. I'm sorry, he thought, sorry, but... This is the only way. Three stitches. He he worked out the net. Muzzle was splatter. His muzzle was splattered with blood. Almost done. Last week of thread ripped out the way of the disc. And Shade watched as the disc plunged away from him. It's gone. He tumbled. Off Snook. Spreading his wings below them. I found a flame shot up. With a crumpling roar. Flame rolled Human. Shades started. A sorrow at how close. They were to the earth. Me now. He said rip mine out. He was worried Snook would mess it up. He was. Worried it wouldn't be able to hold a, the bigger bat's weight. Worried that he'd run out of that space. Move your wings! I'm coming closer for nothing. Yelling at him. They felt claws around his fur and nearly cut. Co- capsized and he burdened, he unfurled his wings and beat so as hard as he could straying to keep them both aloft straying but surely they were slopping on the peaks of the city on the peaks of the city he quickly plotted the course to a stretch of trees, amidst of pooling under the branches, the height it looked soft and cooling and inviting. He lunged and tried to bury his body in its sleep. Chinook's teeth cut it, cut into him. He winced, clenched down, imagining the metal disc was getting looser and falling away. The hot wind knocked him from above, slamming him earthward. Earthward, he bit. He beat faster, trying to compensate. Enough, just a few more. Snoop Get off. We're going ahead. The, shade, the trees. Sorry to meet them. I just got a couple. Get off. Shade rolled, Snook rolled clear. Shade glanced down at his belly and saw the metal disc dangling. One loose stitch he thought feverishly drop. He was skimming over the treetops enough to see the water droplets. Listening in the cupped wing leaves. It was beautiful and he was going to die very soon. The disc knocked a few leaves, his face cramped clamped in dread, nothing happened yet. Suddenly the trees gave way to a clearing and down below it was a long ribbon of swampy water. Desperately shade wheeled and dropped toward it, fanning his wings, pounding the air with all his might. He could he was hovering with when he sat on the streaming surface I shot waiting for the end. Nothing snook, landed where he was weird. You didn't blow up. He said, more surprised than relief. It's still there, panted Shady. Can you swim under and shoe off the last bit? Come ashore. I'm not risking it. Come on, Chinook. Already? He could feel the weight of the metal disc pulling him deeper into the water. He didn't want to splash hard with his wings in case the movement triggered an explosion. I don't like water, Chinook said. Neither do I, Shade said, losing his patience, so get over here and chew this thing off me. Chinook winced wrinkled his nose distastefully at the oily water. It was Filled with rotting leaves and grasses, protruded a rich smell of decay. Bat the big bat sighed and folded his wings, dipped gingerly into the water, keeping his head clear. As Shade watched, Chinook approached. He thought dolefully, "Why, why weren't you in it?" Warn you, Marina and then felt guilty, thanks Chinook. We need to get me you want me to get under the the general idea yes. Chinook took a breath, dunk beneath the surface, she could feel him nudge under his belly, and almost right away he could He's spluttering about the up beside him. Something brushed against me there. You, you sure? Shade drew his legs, drew up his legs, Darting across the water surface. It's so murky; it's impossible to see underneath. Maybe it's just some bark or something. Shade said. Then with something grazed his tail. He felt it the whole quick gaily length of it. He wrapped his tail away, tipping himself over pan over the in panic. It's not a that's not bark. Chinook was already thrashing his way towards the land. Of the desk, he said hissed. He knew it wouldn't explode if he clamoured Out of the water, but if one side he saw began to furrow and bulge, the water, the head of the bulbous eye surfaced, followed by a six-scale, six-scale back, silver along. And with some kind of flat fish unlike any he'd seen, the one with teeth, the triangular teeth, opened his jaws. Then it was gone. Somewhere beneath him, invisible, waiting. He couldn't bear it, disc or no disc, he was out of here. He started ro- rolling after him toward the shore. He was... Halfway there when he pulled under one smooth quip tug, failing he saw nothing in the swampy water, but he could tell by the stabbing pain of the stomach that the fish was dragging him down by his disc. It had it in its mouth. Shade tried to pull back his sudden folding wings were useless. As the powerful fish plunged deeper, he made a violent backward jerk, and then the final stitch in his stomach ripped clear. He was free. With diffic- with, uh, with difficulty, he folded his wings tight and kicked furiously, and unbearably um, slowly, he rose. The fish could overtake him in a second if it wanted to. At least he broke from the surface, wheezing and saw Chinook crouched on a short look of relief flowing across his face. Before, but before Shade could even form a word, it was muffled with the most powerful bursting noise beneath him. The water boiled, sitting him on the air, and a colossal visor blasted a, to the heights of the trees. He whispered to his wings, spiraled uh, down to snow. It ain't the disc, he panted. A few minutes, moments later, They say nothing watching the water slowly calm, then Shay's eyes turn upwards to the towering trees and the foreign stars, his eyes peek, pricked from the calls, far and near strange animals, wild shrieks and hoots and cooing sounds, disconcertingly close to Forest was unlike what he was used to. The trees grew tall and bare without branches, foliage, or more. The spread of form, luxury, canopies beneath them. The flowers coiled the trunks. Other plants seemed to have found purchase on vines and bark. Some of the leaves seemed vaguely familiar to him, but from the north. But only flat, fleshier, and more a waxy sheen. The ju- he felt queasy. He had seen this back in the human body that human building the strange stars, something smothering heat, all of it he said the world is softly afraid to give it as much stray. Jungle. The humans dropped Goth dropped them in Goth's homeland. After the warmth of the forest, the winter night Piercingly cold, Marina had reserve, had felt all her reserve and had her energy seeping out of her. She looked back at the human buildings, shuddering. What if Acadia was right? What if the humans were really readying them for some glorious future? She didn't get it, but and she'd gotten it horribly wrong. She clamped down on the thought, no, what she'd seen, what they were doing to the bats, was the, the way they were handling them, like worthless things, was not right. Then, when they reached a small stand of pines, Frida called in a, all they roosted together. Marina huddling against Ariel from for warmth. We must do what to do, Frida said, and quickly, Marina looked at their small group of afar apart from Frida and Ariel there are six others they look like looked as cold and scared as she as if reading the minds Frida. Anyone wants to return to go back to the forest is free to do so. I exert to hold you no hold you back on you. You do what you must think is right. male win, win, shouted awkwardly, Why do we go back to hibernaculum? The question flung temptingly in the air. Marina felt a warm well to return to the security of the cave behind the waterfall to fold her wings to sleep. Forget everything until spring she, I she said I, would, I saw which way the flying machines was head, south southeast. We can we can't leave them. That plane could be millions of wing beats away now, Frida said gently. It couldn't change course. I should have gone aboard, Marina said bitterly. But I would have if, if I was braver. You wouldn't be able to warn us, Ariel reminded her softly. The kind words of unlocked Marina's tears and Ariel enclosed her in. I know, she said soothingly. I know. I have lost experience of males flying off somewhere without telling me. I'm getting used to it now. <coughs> Marina laughed gratefully, coughed, weeping, wiping away the last sort of her tears with her forearm. I say, hibernaculum should be our destination, said the wing sling. I'm sorry. For your son and the others, but free is right. The flying machine could go anywhere faster than us. How could we hope to find it? And if we did, what do we know? How do we know we could help? You're right. We don't, but I lost my mate and now my son for the second time. In my first, I gave up, and for that, I'm not going to, but never again. You go back to hibernaculum. I'm going after the flying machine. Me too, said Marina. She lost her family once before she'd do anything to stop it from happening again. Her brain darted. Guilty thought, why hadn't she gone inside a flying machine, traveled quickly, millions of beats a night? Who knows how far it would fly, but at least she would know not to tra- be traveling alone. Your f- journey may be long for me, said Frida, but I'll make my wing beats. Make, I'll make it until my wings stop beating. The others agreed to the with them, but the wings slide. The rest chose to go back to the Good, said Frida, without the sound of ill will. You will carry the news uh, So what happened to our colony. Make sure the others come. no others come to this place and spread the word of the others that met. This place is cursed for us. Good fortune Let us and let us get on our ways. As rain arose in the air with Ariel and Frida, she fell asleep. Thick smudge of movement across the eastern sky. Owl Jean immediately thought. But moments later, a telltale squeak of a bat swings in the cold. It was a huge group, hundreds if they were still hiding heading for the human building. Hurry, said Frida, we should warn them. When they went near, Maria saw Frida's face wrinkle with a smile. That's unless my eyes fail me and a kale's gray ring. Hurry, we should want. Okay. Marina stared First, we had every bat in the northern world. A great warrior who had fought in the last rebellion of the elves 15 years ago, even though the bats had been beaten Achilles bravely and shrewdness was in battle it became legendary and few newborns had ever fought imaginary battles in his name Frida Silverwing the majestic, called out the Majestic Warrior it's a pleasure again and great relief, they circled one another, tight aerial greeting. The relief is all mine, Frida. We have bad news, Hibernaculum has fallen. It was as if Frida had been struck in the chest for a moment. It looked to Marina as if she f- stopped. Breathing all the other eyes dull she then said the owls. They broken into hibernaculum, uh, hibernaculum laws. They began attacking the roots and couldn't find taking taking prisoner and rooting out in the winter. These, he said the hooded bats, ignored you know, at the bats, too. Other survivors I gathered together. We were on our way to roost roost your colony, but we're too late. We're under siege by by the owls. Too many for us to fight. Your colony is imprisoned. Frida Silverweed, I'm sorry. Frida was short-lived. Shock was short-lived. Marina had seen Silverwing elder that never seen the silver and angry at a short time she had known Frida's eyes burned and her voice was who fury never had been such an outrage to attack a colony, colony 's hibernaculum these ancient laws are not a million years. Not in a million years have they been broken. Achilles nod warily, stretching a wing to them. He's, I know my friend, they're intent on crushing us. The strategy is wise. Marina glanced at the windsling and the other bats hope to return to hibernaculum. Their faces went limp with disappointment. Their safe haven, a cage, worse a dying ground. She shattered by waking and up and hibernating bat. You're forcing her to fight for her life. She had to warm up thought herself with what little energy. She had hunt herself. Hunt. she had left hunt ver- vivaciously, but in the winter there's little to eat. She was sleep was merely a choice. It was life or death necessity for wintering bats as if the owls didn't even let them hunt. A few would last till spring. We'll go and free them, said Frida. Achilles shook his head, there's nothing we can do, the detachment. Is too strong for us. It is my colony free? shout shouted. I know. You got to go to them. They will lose their elder. You have no. You will not have helped them. They must go south to the other groups like I was flying across the bridge city. Marina heard of that place, of grace a bad haven. It was a haven for, it was a, of course a human city, but beneath its bridge, the massive colony of bats, millions and millions, understood for decades. So long as the humans hadn't imprisoned them, too, Maria said bitterly. It's our last hope, Achilles, said. we gather there and collect our forces. And if there is it is a battle, It if there is a, to be a great battle, there will come with us. We're about to embark on a quality perilous quest. Via said it was her turn to tell Aquilles the story. With Marina's help, she told the Grayling general about the human building and all they found there and how the humans were taking bats when they're flying machine to the south. We are on a common path then. Achilles, travel with us, the skies are too perilous to fly in small groups. Owls, squadrons everywhere, we must We lost fifteen in a skirmish just two nights ago. Then let us go then, together. Shade found and find shade. Marina adds silently. Zoth flew over the jungle, how glorious warmth rising up to him, wrapping him in its wings. The stars blessed Zoth, their familiar constellations, the jaguar, the two-head serpent. The eyes of the underworld staring down at him, Zoth had looked over him and brought him back home by way of the witless humans. The metal disc hung hung below him heavily. He could see what it could do. He had been swooped in the air, and he followed the small bass as they plunged towards the city. Curious, he hung back and hurled themselves as they hurled themselves at a single building. Then he'd seen the explosions. He'd understood what he carried. His hatred of the humans intensified, and took new respect. They were using him as an instrument for destruction. He had known they. Were, he had known they were so clever. The stud in his ear was still singing, as if as it had been the moment he dropped out of the human's flying machine buildings saying a small, low-flying machine in the outskirts of the city. Go there, the picture urged him intensely. How typical of the human's goth thought, telling him, so weak, will, and stupid—they're really failing. The humans are idiots, of course. To work the northern, work on the northern bats, they hurled themselves gleefully to their deaths. In eager to please the humans, he had to smile. But still, he watched as the torrents of flame and smoke caused by the little metal disc, He had started to imagine what mine could do. He would use it for his own purposes, for the glory of his thoughts. Now he steered away from that building and still flared faintly in his head. The metal disk was, but his went heavy but his wings were stronger, stronger they thought. Thanks to us, he set his course to the deep of the jungle. He was home.